0: You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered.
1: Eagles.
0: This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports
1: Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts. He's in. First down and a touchdown. Here are your
0: hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by BetOnline.ag, the best, best, best sports betting website around. You go to BetOnline.ag, use promo code Believe to get fifty percent off. I mean, fifty percent me, up, up to your matching bonus on your initial deposit. So go to BetOnline.ag, use promo code Believe, get up to fifty percent matching bonus on your initial deposit. Powered by Believe Podcast Network. I'm Connor Miles. I have a great, great. Superstar guest co host today, WWF ECW Original, the host of the Mind of the Meanie podcast, the only podcast you should be listening to other than this one. Blue Meanie. Hey, 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 it's good to be back. Good I'm to be so ba- happy to have you back on here, man. You know, it's been a minute. You know, uh, I think, you know, mid, mid of the last season was the last time you made a podcast appearance on this show. Yeah, uh, last season
1: I said, forget it. I'm done. I'm, I'm out. out. You know, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Well, just, you know, the real, the world opened back up, uh, real life, real world schedules got mixed up and, you know, uh, Ed's and you know, sunning it up in Florida and oh, yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful that you asked me to come back on. You know, I, I love this podcast. Love you. Love geo. Love Ed. And we uh, love you. Yeah. And I love the Eagles. So, uh, and I love talking sports, you know? So, uh, you know, that's, a, that's one thing people don't, you know, realize about me is, you know, I can wrestle. and your Ooh. dog agrees. Yeah, I was about to say, she's, you got her all excited now. She's all hyped for having you back in here. <laughs> you know, I'm a wrestler, so I'm used to people doing run-ins. So, he, you know, your dog doing a run-in, that's perfect. That was that's her way of introducing you to the show. But let's get into also, it, though. Also, I'm excited. Because my Giovanni bobblehead came in the mail today. Ooh, the Giovanni bobblehead. It's yes, making an experience on the show for the first time. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Be jealous. Those things are really good looking, too. They're they're really sharp. Dude, I love it. I love it. You know, it's, uh, it's perfect. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're still for sale, so uh, get yours. Yes, go over to Giovanni's
0: Twitter page. You can actually find the link to purchase those bobbleheads on his Twitter page. Let me let me uh you know not start to show off with my dog barking real quick. Let me settle her down real quick. Uh, act on dogs. <laughs> we're gonna actually get into the first topic of conversation with Blue Mini right now while I handle this up, Blue. So yes. according to Benjamin Albright, a great NFL insider, great makes tons of great reports. Uh, the Eagles made an offer for Russell Wilson. They were interested in acquiring him from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they were not able to. Fortunately because he decided he did not want to go to Philadelphia that was not a part of his destinations he chose to go to Denver Broncos over the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington commanders what is your thoughts on that
1: the fact that they were even involved in that you know market for him as a uh, a diehard Philadelphia Eagles uh well a diehard sports fan in general you know I listen to all the sports talk I li- I read all the articles you know and everybody's talking about I has got this fantasy booking about you know what if russell wilson you know came to the philadelphia eagles and uh while it was a, a a cute piece of uh fantasy um in my heart of hearts i didn't see it see it happening uh unfortunately um now do i wish do i wish he would have chose uh do i wish russell you know would have chose philadelphia absolutely but uh you know i I think uh you know he's he's gonna have a you know more competition going to the broncos but uh you know if he would have came to the philadelphia eagles i mean he could have had a wide open division to where he could have been in the playoffs you know every year in the nfc east and stuff like that so um do i wish you would i I wish you would have came here But, uh, you know, apparently had his list, and uh, Philadelphia wasn't on that list, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know if maybe, you know, um, his significant other had, you know, played a part in him choosing where to go. But, you know, uh, Denver's a a beautiful city, a beautiful area, you know. But he's going to have more competition there, you know, in that division, as opposed to what he would have had here in the NFC East. Uh, and, you know, they could have, you know, I think him, you know, them in Seattle could have, you know, you know, Philadelphia had to trade capital, you know, with, you know, the firsts and a couple seconds, you know, they could have, you know, sacrificed one of their firsts this year, one of the first next year, a second this year and second next year. And then, you know, how he could have spun those other two picks into something else, you know, our other two first picks into something else. And but uh, yeah, it definitely would have been cool to see Russell come here because when when you have Russell Wilson as your quarterback, that you can ad- you can attract whatever free agent wide receivers who dream to play with Russell Wilson to Philadelphia, and because uh, right now that's what you know I think you know Devonte Smith needs is a is a uh, veteran wide receiver on the on the field with him to a not only help take some pressure off of him, but b mentor him behind the scenes and on the field so uh am i disappointed russell you know didn't come to philly yeah did i expect him to come to philly not really but uh you know it it would have been cool you know just to uh i mean yeah why not after the reaction this this town had to harden coming to the sixers you know i can imagine the People will went to probably were rushed to Broad Street for Russell, you know. <laughs> you are muted, sir.
0: Always. Always have to do that. Uh, once, at least once per show. But uh I I don't know. It's you know, it's kind of controversial. Yeah, you, you see Eagles fans say uh, some say that the Broncos overpaid or that the Seattle won the trade, which I think is silly. You know, anytime you can acquire a future Hall of Fame quarterback who's still playing up to par. uh, You do so, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's why the Eagles were interested. Um, I don't think it's an indictment on Jalen Hurts. You know, I think a lot of people are like, well, why would you be so confident in Jalen Hurts? Or why are you preaching about this about Jalen Hurts if you're trying to get in this quarterback trade market? I just think it's
1: due diligence. Right. It, it, you owe that to your fan base to try to put the best product out in the field, especially when... You know, that Eagles charge what they charge for tickets. Uh, they charge what they charge for parking, uh, you know, and all that. Because, you know, you owe it to them to put a good product on the field. And that's not to say Jalen's not a good quarterback. But if there's a, a you know, a Russell Wilson out there who's, you know, possibly available to be traded for, you have to kick the tires on that that option. Uh, I, I, I believe in Jalen – as a you know the Eagles quarterback, you know uh, in my mind, Jalen has always needed to be in a in a system. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know if Jalen Jalen was in uh, Alabama, right? That's one system. Then he goes to Oklahoma, that's one system. You know, and in, in, just in college, he's in two systems. Comes to the Eagles, he's in Doug's system, and then you know the whole thing with Carson happens. He comes in, and those last four games, yeah, you could say those were his first years, but to me, they were glorified preseason games because that year, you know, in the COVID year, you didn't have a preseason. You didn't have OTAs. It was just him playing his first NFL experience with live rounds during a regular season game. So, you know, last season, you know, they get rid of Doug. They bring in Nick Sirianni, and now he has to learn Nick Sirianni's. System. So you give him one full year with OTAs, preseason, Nick Sirianni system. This off season, he knows what to expect from Nick Sirianni system. Now he's going to have an all an, another set of OTAs, you know, uh, preseason games and stuff like that. He'll be more comfortable with the system because he knows what to expect because he went through it for one year. Now, if you can uh, go out there and try to get him some help you know uh you know with, receiver wise i think he'll be a, a whole heck of a lot better uh i mean he's he's got a you know smith out there smith and goddard are, you know are the best receivers out there he needs a little bit more out there so you know, there's there's people out there in the free agent market um I was hoping (laughs) my uh, dreams for Calvin Ridley went up in flames this week. Same here. Yeah.
0: Just a piece of all our dreams for Calvin Ridley, the gambler.
1: Yeah, man. I, 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 I easily, I thought they could have easily got him for maybe a a second or a third, you know, considering how much time he didn't play in Atlanta. But Calvin also has experience with Mm Jalen and Smith, you know, maybe that could have, you know, rejuvenated his, uh, you know, passion for football. <laughs> you know, you play in Atlanta. You know, I, I I wouldn't want to play either. But uh, you know, as a professional, you know, it would have been cool to see him. You know, play with you know guys he has experience with. You know, from college, Uh, and that would have taken pressure off of Smith. Smith would have got a little bit more open, kind of like you know how when the Sixers brought in Harden, that opened up opened up the the rest of the court for the other players. You know, you need another veteran wide receiver that can uh take some pressure off smith take some pressure off goddard and then uh people have to go you know people have to try to guess where you're going to throw the ball to as as, as opposed to knowing right before you throw it so
0: i uh, obviously see dakota on the screen asking if watson's is in wilson's tr- with wilson's trade how much is watson's pack it's going to be um according to aaron wilson reporter of the for the Houston, uh, covers the Texans and for Pro Football Network. He's saying the Eagles are now officially out of the running for Deshaun Watson. He just put that report out today. So he's, accordingly, not going to happen with Deshaun Watson. The Eagles aren't going to be trading for him either, uh, which is interesting because, I mean, they did, you know, do their homework on him as well. I, but well, as we're saying earlier in the segment, if you don't have a franchise quarterback, you have to do your due diligence. Joe well, Hurts not established himself as a franchise quarterback yet, but there is confidence in within the building and within this coaching staff that he can. And I'm not saying he can't. You know, uh, I believe in Jalen his intangibles. So I do believe in the talent that he is. He has to develop, you know, his fundamentals. He has to develop his uh mechanics. You know, he clicks his heels a lot when he snaps back and throws a ball and that, you know, really hinders his hips through his throwing motion. So, if he can work on his mechanics and def- redefine those yeah, I think he could be a good starting quarterback for the Eagles, but all those ifs, all those variables that are in there, are the reason why the Eagles are doing their due diligence on the quarterback market. Because you don't know if you can overcome all those ifs. Right. Not all players can. So I, I don't blame the Eagles at all for doing due diligence. You should, until a quarterback on your roster establishes himself as a franchise quarterback, you should always be in the market for an available franchise quarterback. Always, absolutely.
1: And but- I, I think the Rams have set that narrative. Yeah, you know, they went out and got you know, they, they drafted Stafford and they saw what they had with Stafford. I mean, uh, they, uh, Jerry goof. Yeah. Yeah. Jared golf. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams drafted Jared Goff. They saw what they had with golf. They got to a super bowl with them and, you know, they went all in on Matthew Stafford. So that kind of set the trend for the rest of the NFL, you know, hey, uh, we. You know, if you're, you're a team and you feel like you have all the components, you just all you need is a, a veteran quarterback. You know, uh, you know, uh, so somebody with you know with the uh, that's already broken in and you know knows has that comfort level of of playing football. You know, Jalen's still getting there, but you know, if you have you know Wilson that's out there looking to be traded, and, and a Watson that's you know going to be traded it doesn't hurt to ask, you know what I'm saying? So, because they have experience, you know what you have, you know, you don't have to, you you don't have to really coach them up that much. You just have to introduce introduce them to your playbook or just let them go out there and and do what they do. You know, uh, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I'm pretty sure he coaches the team and not LaFleur. Mm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The Eagles, I I don't fault the Eagles for asking around, but that's not an indictment on Jalen.
0: No, not at all. I don't think it's an indictment on Jalen at all. I just think they wanted to speed up the process of having a franchise quarterback instead of going through the development of Jalen Hurts. And, you know, arguably you can't blame him for that. Can't blame him for that philosophy, but we'll see. I think now they don't have a choice, honestly, to roll with the development of Jalen Hurts. I think they're perfectly fine with resorting back to that method. That's the reason why they keep preaching so much confidence in him is because, if something can materialize behind the scenes, fine, we're going to do it. But if, but so far it hasn't, uh, why not just preach confidence in the court current guy you currently have? So I think the Eagles are handling the quarterback situation incredibly well. Uh, they've exhausted every option they possibly can to acquire a veteran franchise quarterback, as they should. And the process led them back to Jalen Hurts, and they were perfectly fine with it. And they're going to move forward to Jalen Hurts as starting quarterback in 2022 does not prohibit them from taking one in the draft. We will still see about that. But I think the Eagles made the right decision uh, rolling with the Jalen Hurts' development. I do think he'd become a player in this league. I do believe in his talent. I do. He just has to get the mechanics down, and that's still a big F. But I do believe in the talent that Jalen Hurts has shown. But, meaning, let's move on real quick, because sure. an old friend is returning to the division. He is back <laughs> in the NFC East. The Indianapolis Colts, after one season... Of Carson Wentz, trading away a first and a third round pick for him to the Philadelphia Eagles, who have, let me mention, have not used that first round pick yet at all, have traded the quarterback that they acquired from the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz, to the Washington Commanders, the new Washington football team, the former Washington Redskins, the division rival of the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz will be playing the Philadelphia Eagles twice a year for how long he stays in washington blue mini what was your immediate reaction upon hearing the news that carson Wentz is heading to washington
1: uh i, I said oh, hey at least he'll be thrown to the eagles again <laughs> no uh, yes <laughs> uh that's the sarcastic meanie and me oh yeah he'll be you know the eagles be catching passes from carson once again but man have i ever been wrong on one on one guy you know uh uh-huh. You know, dude, yeah, dude. I'm grateful for what Carson did in 2017. Uh, you know, 2018, uh, you know, was what it was with the back issue. But then he he basically, you know, took the uh, the bad news Bears on his back and marched them to the playoffs. And you know, if it wasn't for that one hit, you know, against Seattle, you know, which I still believe it was a dirty hit, um, who knows what could have happened in that game because Seattle barely beat, you know, our backup quarterback quarterback who had torn his hamstring right off, the, uh, right off the bone, you know, what could have been in Philadelphia, but then, you know, you, you figure he gets traded to the Colts. Okay. Fresh start. Frank, Wright Supposedly the, uh, the, the Wentz whisperer. And, uh, you know, he, you know, Frank Reich put his neck out on the line for uh, Carson Wentz. He gets there, and from all the reports is forget everything on the field. It's just that he wasn't a good locker room fit. And uh, that's key to success for anything in life or any sport or any profession. You know, yes, professional wrestling is a sport, but you still have to mesh with the people that you're in the locker room with. You know, the people in the locker room are your second family. You know you know uh, there's people who I've shared locker rooms with in my life that aren't blood related, but to this day, I still consider them family because we went through something together, you know, we bled together, we swept together, we broke bones together, you know, we uh had riots with the fans together in e c w remember yeah, uh, but apparently he just was not he was kind of aloof, you know, just uh. And then you, you heard those reports in Philadelphia as well, you know. I believe uh you we we shared or you shared that uh information where you know he's talking to Zach Ertz about his contract situation and mid mid conversation he goes, Yeah, but Dallas Goddard's so good yeah. to Zach Ertz, which is I'm sure the last thing Zach Ertz wanted to hear at that moment. Uh you know, doing what in the middle of a contract negotiation. But who knows, man? Uh, he's going to be in Washington. Uh, I think we've seen this before, you know, not as direct as you know when the Eagles traded Donovan McNabb to Washington, but those games are going to be on fire. The atmosphere, <laughs> you know. Oh my God, it's going to be
0: worse than I knew. Everybody's talking about Ben Simmons' return. Oh yeah, I think Carson wants his return to be worse. He demanded the trade.
1: Yeah yeah that's what that's a lot of thing that that that's another thing that gets kind of gets lost in that you know Carson won it out of Philadelphia, so he was supposed to return this year with the Colts now he'll be re- returning with Washington and it kind of you know reignites that you know gives that you know old rivalry a little bit of juice you know oh yeah absolutely. The division was, you know, before you were looking forward to the Giants, you're looking forward to Dallas week. The Washington was like, eh, you know, they're playing Washington. Now they're playing Washington and Carson Wentz. So, yeah, the the talk, you know, sports talk will be on fire that week. Uh, The fans will have a little extra uh, sauce (laughs) in their tailgate, you know, uh, going to the game. That's going to be an interesting. Situation because you no, know, forget you know, the playing at Philadelphia, those Washington games are secondary Eagles game, home games. Uh, there'll be more Philadelphia fans in Washington than Commanders bump 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 fans. Uh, have you heard that fight song?
0: I it, they took it from the farmers market though. Yes. The farmers ad. yeah, I, I couldn't oh, believe
1: farmers. it. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. But uh, every time <laughs> I hear it, they right? called
0: themselves the commanders. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Carson Wentz is a commanders type quarterback, though.
1: Like that <laughs> he his name just rings the type of guy. I play for the commanders. Commanders is right out of the movie the replacements. You know? <laughs> With John Reeves, you know, just Oh, man. It's so true, though. I can't believe they named their team the Commanders. But now he's going to be Kami Carson.
0: Oh, know? man. So oh, some people close to Carson Wentz have shared some info that, is
1: that he is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, the action news, breaking news. Uh, he's not happy about the trade. He wanted to return to Indianapolis and stay with the Colts. Uh, I know reports out there suggest that Jim Irsay declined to meet with Carson. That is true. Uh, I know that Jim Irsay, you know, kind of went up to the Indian media after the reports went out and tried to save face and say, well, I couldn't make the meeting. I was I was flying or all that stuff to save face. But no, he, you know, Jim Irsay was out on Carson once. That was it. He did not want anything to do with him anymore after this season. I, you know, I hate to get political. Uh, but I think the vaccination really went into it too. Uh, he didn't get vaccinated and he missed some time. He missed the game. You know, you when when you need your starting quarterback to be out there, it's one thing if he's injured, but it's one thing if his negligence or not being taken sacrifices for the team is the reason why he's not out there. And I think that bothered Jim Say. You know, this guy's come from Peyton Manning, Andrew right. Luck, even Philip Rivers last year. Philip Rivers acted as a, as a franchise quarterback for them. Even though it was just one year, he was still always in front of the media, always talking, was a leader of that team. Carson never has really took a step forward in a leadership role with any team he's been with. Yeah. Even with the Eagles. I mean, he was always that quiet guy. You know, it was Brandon Graham. It was, you know, all these other guys on this team. Nick Fletcher Balls. Cox, Jason Kelsey, those are the guys that you would turn to as team captains, as guys you would lean on and listen to in these press conferences or or interviews, you wouldn't hear from Carson. And I, I'm not trying to, you know, use that against him. That's his personality, I don't think he wants to be front stage of the media or anything like that. Anyways, I think he'd rather be the quiet guy off the corner. But in this league, in this this era of football, that's not what you want from your quarterback. Right. Those aren't qualities you want from your guy. And that's why Jim Mercer didn't care about giving up a first-round pick, a third-round pick, uh, and hoping it will work out. He wanted out immediately. He's like, this isn't it. Now, this isn't going to be the guy. You can put up the stats that are okay, but uh, when we need him the most... Look what happens. Look what happened in Jacksonville. He crumbled. Look what happened when we needed him in this important game when we're fighting for our playoff seating. He's out with COVID. Uh, You know, we can't rely on this guy. So why would I want to continue with him? And I think Jim Mercer made the right move, to be honest with you. Carson Wentz needs to take a hard look in the mirror and adjust his leadership skills because if you want to be a franchise quarterback in this league, you have to take the lumps with the team. You have to be front and center the whole entire time. Don't know if Washington's going to be the greatest culture for you to do so in. Uh, I don't see it working out. I think Carson Wentz's career is actually dwindling, to be honest with you.
1: Oh, man. Um, I mean... Washington all, is where quarterbacks go to die. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, you know, talk about, you know... It all started with, you know, him not doing an end-of-the-season press conference. You know, I, you know, on the way out, all the players do, uh, you know, uh, an exit, you know... Interview, yeah. Exit press conference or whatever. He refused to talk to the Philly media, for, you know, which essentially is refusing to talk to the Philadelphia fans. And then, you know, he goes to Indy and, you know, uh, dude, it could have been so perfect for him in Indianapolis if he had just been a strong leader. You know, I could see where I could see in Philadelphia where you already have established people who are beloved by the fans. Everybody loves Brandon Graham everybody loves Jason Kelsey. So I can see if you're trying to find your way up that ladder leadership ladder with so many people, you know, Fletcher Cox and all the people who've been there, you know, longer than him and trying to earn that respect and all that stuff. And I, I think, you know, I think Jalen's kind of done that, you know, now he seems like to to have a great leadership role within the, the Philadelphia organization, you know, coming from a family where he was a coach's kid, and he's been coached up his whole life. Sirianni's a coach's kid, so they have something to bond over. And I think Jalen and Sirianni will mesh well together in this next season because they went through something together, their first full seasons together in the new system. They have a, a season to reflect on, a build upon to go further. With Carson, it just seems like, you know, you come I don't even want to say, you know, you come from, you know, where is it, South Dakota, where, you know, there's little pressure, all that good stuff. You come to a city like Philly where we we live and die by football. I think he, the Colts could have been a perfect bounce back because less media scrutiny, uh, you know, great fan base. He's in a different conference. He goes from NFC to AFC uh and i thought i i you know i was secretly kind of rooting for him to be good there but then you hear about you know he's not vaccinated which again is a personal choice mm-hmm. uh but you lump that on top of the possibility of you know with the injury his, injury history he had you know that's just one more thing that could cost the team you know mm-hmm. there's things you do in football on the field that you know you sacrifice you're sacrificing your physical well-being, you're sacrificing your mental well-being. Uh you're possibly taking a year or two off your life with some of the physical toll that football, you know, demands of you. You know, doing something that could potentially help the team and you're not willing to do it. You know, that that's that sets a bad look. Uh if I could compare it to wrestling, which I will, I'm sure people are like, "Oh, wrestling, okay." But, uh, the reason why, you know, people did a lot of things for, you know, I worked for Vince McMahon and the reason why people did so whatever Vince wanted to do is Vince McMahon would not ask you to do something that he wouldn't do himself. Like, Hey Vince, I'm not comfortable doing that. There's a a famous video that came out from uh, WrestleMania two years ago during COVID, uh, Gronk, Gronk Gronkowski was uh, hosting WrestleMania and they wanted him to do the thing where he falls off a balcony, onto a crash pad and Gronk was scared. So 70 year old Vince McMahon said, here, this is how you do it. He steps over the rail and just does the nasty plunge onto the crash pad. And then Gronk did it. So just to set a, a precedent, you know, if you're willing, if your league quarterback isn't willing to make that sacrifice to do stuff for the team, Why would anybody on the other rest of the team want to follow him on the field and, you know, follow his lead, you know, you know, you lost ownership, you lost the locker room. I'm sure some people, you know, genuinely liked him. I'm not saying he was a pariah or just hated, you know, but uh, when you've lost ownership because you don't want to be an extension of that ownership and be a leader, then I don't know what to tell you you know, people follow leaders. You either, you either follow, you know, you're leading or you're following. And, uh, he seemed to be a little bit more of a follower than a leader, you know, and, um, you know, that all shucks country boy stuff only gets you so far. You got to, you know, be like, let's go, you know, and, and lead men. And if you're not willing to do what it takes for the betterment of the team already on top of, Know, spraining both ankles in one play uh you know what can I I can't help you you know
0: you know what's funny is that people are giving credit to uh Chris Ballard for getting out of Carson once for getting something for Carson once. I was like, where's the credit for high roseman? he traded Carson once for a first and third round pick you traded Sam Bradford for a first and fourth round pick like it, it, they lasted one season with their teams.
1: You know, Howie Roseman is a silent assassin. You know, Absolutely. yeah, just, uh, oh, Howie can't draft. Uh, you know, show, show me a team that's been perfect in the draft each and every year. You're going to have m- hits and misses, you know. But, you know, we got Smith. I think he did good with getting Jalen. And the reason why we got Jalen is because there was questions about Carson's durability. You know, they saw with that 2017 season that, you know, you need a quality backup. You know, they needed a quality backup in Nick Foles. And they got it, and they got a Super Bowl. And they almost got a second run to the Super Bowl the next year with the backup quarterback. Now now they uh you know, the next year, the backup quarterback was, you know, Josh McCallum mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Josh McCown almost, you know, hung in there with you know Seattle, even though he tore tore the you know his hamstring muscle right off the bone. And if Carson could have stayed healthy in that game, it could have been. A ch- they had a chance. I'm not saying they absolutely would have won, but they had a chance. You know, if Carson stayed healthy or didn't get that cheap shot to the back of the head. But here we are. We have Jalen Hurts because Carson Wentz was always in question. You know, he never went to a season going. He's going to last all season. The the one season he did last all season, you know, he took a bunch of, you know, the the second and thirds to, you know, the the playoffs. But, you know, the Colts knew what they had, you know, and, you know, the fact that he didn't want to do what he had to do to, you know, stay healthy, you know, guarantee, you know, some kind of health on top of injury, you know, injury, being injury prone. You know, and then for Howie Roseman, you know, bring it back to Howie. Howie got, you know, the first and the third, or uh, he got a first and third for, uh, for
0: once. Yeah. I can't, we can't believe it. And then, you know, Ballard's only getting two thirds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so this, th- this year, we, you know, we have so much draft capital because Howie knows what he's doing and Howie doesn't get enough. He, he gets a lot of hate. And mm-hmm. it's always, it's always fashionable to hate. Some's warranted, some's not. Right. Just to be honest. Right. Show me a show me a perfect GM though. I'm That's sure there's plenty of other teams that would die to have Ro- Howie Roseman as their GM. You know, any pick a city, pick Detroit, you know. You know, pick Cleveland. You know, they they would, you know, teams like that would die to have Howie Roseman as their GM. You know, we've been to the playoffs, we missed the playoffs, you know, uh one year out of the last maybe five or four or five years. Uh, I'm bad at math, Uh, (laughs) but, you know, we've, we've been in contention, you know, Uh, we had that one stinker, you know, in the COVID season and, you know, we've been pretty good and that's, you know, in part because, you know, Howie Roseman, you know, got us some players, you know, and hopefully coming up uh, I'm not sure when free agency hits, but, you know, legal tampering soon, free agency soon um hopefully we can acquire some you know veteran talent cuz i think that's what this team needs you basically have a coaching staff with the exception of statlin that's all new to this you know coaching you know not not new to coaching but being in the you know cerianis uh, you know just had his rookie coaching season you know our defensive coach you know he's he's newer to being a head coach and well a coach in the defense we need some veterans in there, you know, um, you know, uh, when Roseman, the, uh, when the Andy Reed, uh, first came, you know, he went and got Jim Johnson, you know, somebody with veteran experience. I think uh, the coaching staff could use somebody with veteran experience. I think the staff, uh, you know, the wide receivers could use some, some veterans on the offense to, you know, take some pressure off Smith. Some pressure off Goddard, get them some more looks and stuff like that. So, we'll see what happened with happens with uh, Howie in uh, free agency, and then Howie in the draft. Well, to finish up this Howie segment, uh,
0: Ed Ed was on our previous stream uh, discussing the Eagles. Not everybody listened to it, so I want to discuss it right now. Um, he had an opportunity to sit down and Howie at the combine and talk off the record with him, and he asked him the question of did you change your draft philosophy? Uh, because there's a report out there that he did, that this past year he changed his whole entire draft philosophy. And the, the philosophy prior to last season was drafting players to because of their traits. Because they thought their traits would fit what they needed uh, either on offense or defense. So what I mean by that is, when they took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, they did so because I don't... <sighs> From according to Ed, they didn't necessarily believe they didn't necessarily put Justin, I mean, Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson as a player. Uh, the reason why they chose Rager between the two is because they needed speed on offense and they fell in love with that trait that Jalen Rager showed at TCU with his speed, and they didn't believe Justin Jefferson was going to uh, bring that type of speed or really be more than a boundary-wide receiver. You know They really pigeonholed him in the slot when they revaluated him. So that was incorrect, and they know that. They learned quickly that was incorrect. So they head into this 2021 draft, and the whole philosophy is forget the traits, take the talent. Yeah. And I would argue For they did top- that with every single pick. I mean, Leonard Dickerson was a top 12 left guard in the NFL yeah. from the moment that he started there to the moment he ended there that last season. Devontae Smith almost had a 1,000 yards. Uh, he broke the Eagles rookie record for receiving yards over Deshaun Jackson. Uh, and, you know, he would have had a 1,000 yards if his quarterback played a little bit better uh, through stretches of the season, if you ask me. Yeah. They get Nolan Williams, who I think is going to replace Fletcher Cox in a couple years. He's a really good player. Kenny Gainwell, seven touchdowns last year as a rookie. He was out the whole entire season prior to last year. He didn't play football, so he had a whole year Missing to playing football, he still came into this off, this offense and had seven touchdowns. This t- this all this draft class, this twenty twenty one draft class, it's going to be in the books as one of Howie's best, if not the best. Because I know two thousand eighteen is looking pretty solid right now as well. But this this is up there. This might be the best draft class he's ever had if he continues the trend he's on right now, especially with all this draft capital they have. Uh, I don't understand why there's not more faith in Howie Roseman right now, going off of what we have. You know, I know everybody likes to judge him because of his past. But when I'm looking at a GM, I'm going off of it. What did he do this last season? And what can he do to build upon it going further? And this last season, he did a lot of good. A lot of good. Now, they have cap space. They have draft capital to build on it going further. Let's see what he does. Because last year was a great, great product that he put together. wanted to ask you, though, real quick to sure. uh, end off the Carson Wentz segment before we, we wrap up this subject and move on to the wide receiver talk some more. Did you read this Jeff McLean report about him? No. So Jeff McClain dropped this bomb yesterday, where, uh, the report was. I'm, you know, I think it's funny because we're before this has had this happened before Carson got traded to Washington. Okay. Um, they dropped this report that Carson was he voiced his displeasure with the Eagles' success during that Super Bowl run because he wasn't playing, and that it an injured player had to be confronted. Or, excuse me, and also another player that was injured because Carson was injured, as we know, another player that was injured, which. Uh-huh. A lot of people assumed uh, Jason Peters right off the bat confronted him about him making the voicing his displeasure and was pissed about it. So this report leaks out now. Jeff McLean writes it now. We're about what four years removed from the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> five. Five years removed from the Super Bowl. And this story comes about about, about Carson once and the t Bane he was. I know Jeff McClain is, you know, I really believes him. You know, he, he's a he's a drama causing reporter. Uh, yes, respect him for his craft, but this is what he does. This this is his mo. Right. Uh, I kind of do believe it though. Yeah. You know, at North Dakota State, Carson got injured, and Easton Stick filled in, and they didn't lose a game. And people questioned why that was. And I just remember, you know, during the combine process of the 2016 combine Carson was asked all this stuff because it was the season that he was entering the draft where he would he missed multiple games with a broken wrist Easton stick the backup quarterback fills in and you didn't they didn't lose a game they didn't miss a beat without Carson right and Carson kept you know he was being asked that at the combine he was asked that during uh, his pro day he gets pissed you know he kind of had an attitude about those answers
1: too like you know there's things I can do better though that was his focus, right? Did did, did you did you see him uh, when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and they uh, had that uh, opening night press conference? And uh, there were some guys who were on the podium, and then there were some players who were out in the crowd. And there was a scrum around Carson, and all the questions was like, "Oh, what's it? You know, how's it feel? You know, to be on the sidelines here, we you know, in the Super Bowl." And you could just tell by his demeanor that. It was just, you know, here we go again. You know, he just told the story about his, you know, being in college and his backup coming in and, you know, and and not missing a beat. Here he is in the NFL. He gets injured and then his backup comes in and doesn't miss a beat, you know. Um, You know, it's like the movie Groundhog's Day, living that same day (laughs) each and every day. Now, I I defended it. I defended Carson, you know, for a little bit, you know. Hey, you know, you get injured, your backup who was the original quarterback who probably shouldn't have been traded in the first place. Nick Foles comes in and wins the Super Bowl. Uh the second year, the next year, Nick Foles almost takes him back to the Super Bowl. Nick Foles, you know, gets traded. Finally, it's my team. The te- the year where it's finally his team. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder at, the, you know, who's the backup. He gets them to the playoffs gets wiped out in the first 15 plays of the playoffs. Crap. In the offseason, they take a quarterback in the second round. And Grand Day, now he's got another quarterback he's my look over his shoulder for. So in that way, I kind of defended him. But now you're hearing all this stuff about how he had a boo-boo face, you know, over, you know, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl without him. And it kind of diminishes. It kind of makes me feel like the fool for defending the man, uh, you know. A lot of people, you know, uh, in my, you know, I talk football almost every day with, you know, my friends and I was always, oh, you're always on social media talking football. We see you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Online in, in real life, IRL, as the kids say, uh, you know, uh, I defended the guy and I feel like a fool, you know, with all these reports coming out and, uh, McLean. Yeah. Hey, McLean, we could have used that uh, article three years ago. Uh, have. (laughs) <laughs> but maybe he was just doing his due diligence and letting it play out, and maybe he sat on it just for moments like this. Who knew Carson would be uh, traded? I, 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 they traded him sooner than we traded Carson to Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that is true. Yeah, and Carson demanded demanded a trade at the time too, and we still <laughs> took the time. The Eagles still took the time. On yeah. It, psh- yeah. Crazy man. Crazy. Oh, what but a world. you know, you spoke about earlier in this in the show, veteran wide receiver, adding a veteran wide receiver to yeah, receiver we need offense. It. We need uh, it. Ed and multiple other outlets have reported that they were interested they're interested in Juju Smith Schuster, the Steelers wide receiver. They were interested last offseason. They actually made a really strong push for him. Uh, mm-hmm. it was between the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Steelers, and he resigned with the Steelers, as we all know. Well, he's a free agent once again. From what it sounds like to me, from reading between the TV leaves and all the reports of what wide receivers are targeting, they're not going to pay a wide receiver this offseason. It's not going to happen. They're not going to, you know, it's not going to be a big free agent wide receiver deal. It's just not going to happen. If they sign a guy it's going to be deferred market value, it might be a one-year deal or two, maybe a three, but I doubt it. I think it's going to be a more one year to two year deal, and if you're targeting Juju, or you're targeting D Day Shark. You know these are guys that are coming off of injuries, you know, kind of lost seasons. You're probably not going to sign them more to, than for a year or two, anyways, or for little, you know, meaningful money. They the Eagles really want to focus on the pass rush and the safety position. They they have a high regard for Devonte Smith. And, you know, a quite high regard for Quez Watkins as well, which I think is fair. Quez Watkins is an a player. You know, I don't think he's, I think he's a wide receiver three. I don't think he's a two. I think he's a wide receiver three, a decent wide receiver three. Great speed. Great yeah. speed. But I think it's more likely, meaning that they draft a wide receiver than they sign one in free agency. I don't think that they would mind going into the first round again and taking another wide receiver, especially when you have three picks. You can go any route. You know, you have 10 draft picks. But well, you have four, excuse me, you have five in the first two days of the draft. That's huge. Yeah. It's huge. They can go any route they want to. I think they would prefer to draft a wide receiver again because, again, you're getting, if you draft a wide receiver in the first round, you get a five year deal right off the bat with him because right. you have that fifth year rookie option and you, sign, and you have a five year rookie salary at wide receiver, which you already have in Devontae Smith and Kwes Watkins. Right. Uh, I think they'd rather do that. <clears> then <throat> go the route of get paying a wide receiver big money but we'll see how that goes because uh if they do sign one i think it's going to be juju or i think it's gonna be dj shark
1: now when it comes to wide receivers uh you know i'm i'm bad with you know the salary cap but i would try to present well th- th- this year would be the perfect year to bring in a veteran wide receiver maybe on a one-year deal you know, somebody who's looking to, you know, who's been injured, looking to prove himself, put some good, uh, you know, some good plays on tape to hopefully get a bigger deal next year. You know, you could bring in somebody go, you know, uh, you know, say Juju, uh, you know, Juju was good when, you know, he had AB across the field, you know, you know, because right. Antonio Brown took a lot of those, you know, the attention away and Juju got to shine a little bit. I think if you bring in Juju here, him and Smith on the field, you know, I think they would balance each other out, you know, to the, at least coverage wise. And then you could take one of those picks and still get a, a quality wide receiver in the draft as well. So you would have like three quality, um, you know, wide receivers on the field. And again, it would be that veteran presence in the locker room that I think Smith needs. And then Juju can also, I mean, uh, you know, Devonte smith needs uh and then juju can you know help mentor smith a little bit and whatever rookie wide receiver they bring in off the draft juju can help mentor that guy as well you know uh you know to the lifestyle of the uh the nfl you know um but yeah the the off yeah I don't, I don't see why rece- I agree with you I don't see why receivers getting too much of a big deal because the theme of this offseason seems to be, seems to be quarterbacks mm-hmm. everybody's in the hunt for a good quarterback that seems to be this offseason's uh theme every year seems to be a theme in the NFL whether good or bad you know um but yeah I would I would t- I would take the risk on do a one year deal with JuJu what's 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 the harm it's kind of like when we brought in Tory Smith for the year you know, and you had that veteran you know, wide receiver that was in there, you know, uh, to, to help out, you know, and uh, knew how to run routes. You know, it's, I wanted to say this earlier when you're talking about, you know, they took Jalen Rager for for his speed and it's, it's good to be fast. But if you're running the wrong way, you're just running the wrong way fast, you know, <laughs> you know, if you can't run your routes, mm-hmm. so to speak. But now we have Smith who runs flawless routes, you know, just... But, you know, when it comes to this off season, yes, I would, I would entertain juju for a one year deal, you know, and then if that works out and if he comes here and he loves the atmosphere here in Philadelphia, he could, you know, go for an, a, a second year, you know, and then come back in here. I can definitely see, you know, him lighting it up here in Philly and the, the fans take it to him and they're singing juju songs, you know, you, know, you hear juju chants out in the crowd, you know, we're. We're a creative fan base. We are. Uh, yes. Uh, we're a passionate, crazy uh, bunch of lovables um, who are mis- misinterpreted by the rest of the world, uh, us Eagles fans, I will say. But, yeah, de- definitely get you know get a, a wide receiver in the draft. Definitely, we need help, middle linebacker. We need uh, – and you brought up Williams earlier, and uh, Williams played in that last game of the season against Dallas. And he looked like a monster, you know, mm-hmm. he, he looked fantastic, uh, which makes you wonder, you know, it's off season. Would they entertain, you know, trading Fletcher, you know, while he got some kind of value?
0: It would have to be post June 1st um, because the money that they, because I, I know we don't like to get into cash space and we could talk, you know, a whole hour about contracts and try to figure them out. but Yeah, that's where um, you lose me. <laughs> right. It's just the, de- the dead money hits would have to, if they had, if they even considered which they did consider trading him this at uh, the trade deadline, uh, this last year to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if they did trade him, it has to be something worth it, uh, because they have to wait until after June 1st to make the move so that doesn't take a huge toll on their dead cap and their cap space. Uh, and it would have to be something worth it because the Steelers only offered them a third and that wasn't enough for them. So right. I don't think Fletcher Cox gets traded this offseason. I think it's actually it's going to be his last year at the Eagles, though, still. Um, just going to say that out there now, but I think they're going to go ahead and keep him for this year uh, and see how it goes and see if he has, you know, he did really turn it on the last four weeks of the season, too. Yeah. So uh, hopefully he can carry that over to next year while Javon Hargrave is playing the way that he's playing. That'd be great. But for the wide receiver conversation, uh, here's the reason why I think it's so hard for me. And I think it's hard for the Eagles to, you know, go out and give a huge money deal to a guy in free agencies because uh you know Jalen Hurts is developing still you're not you're not fully sold on him as your franchise quarterback. Let's just be honest, you're not. The Eagles aren't. Or they if they were, they wouldn't be sniffing around the quarterback market. Are you really going to go out and hand a guy a huge money deal when you're still trying to figure out a quarterback? That doesn't really seem right to me.
1: But would you have to give a big money deal to a
0: Juju who's... No, no, no. That's why I think they're targeting Juju. Oh. Like, when it comes to, like, you know, I see fans say, go ahead and get Amari Cooper. Do what you have to do to get Amari Cooper. No, no, no,
1: I don't. No. I'm done with having ex-Cowboys on this team come in and just stink it up. No, thank you. Uh- right. Not
0: only that, I mean, I, I just don't think you can give out a huge money-wide receiver deal right now when you're still trying to figure out quarterback, because what if Jalen isn't the guy? Then you have this highly paid wide receiver that on your team is being underutilized, like we're already complaining Devontae Smith
1: was. Yeah. Well, and that's also, you know, why it's, it's safe to, you know, give Offer Juju a one-year deal, where if, you know, Juju comes in and Jalen doesn't work out, you still can move on from both, you know, in a Absolutely. year. Yeah, in a year. Yeah, it, no more ex-cowboys on this team uh who's who's the clown that goes on shannon shannon show shannon sharp show with uh skip bayless that was a uh, uh, he was Orlando Kendrick yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah 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 that, that that's that's solid that's that's scorched we dirt. had we had a pretty firm policy of not
0: bringing up orlando skandrick on this pod that we just violated oh I, I was not aware. <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding. I, I just hate that guy. That guy is so annoying. That guy, he scorched earth. He's, you know, this. He he just made ex Cowboys scor- scorched earth between how Murray, you know, Demarco Murray played poorly here and all the other f- former Cowboys that were brought in. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: where I agree I, with you, though. I think mean, that's why they're targeting these wide receivers that they can give. You know, Juju's played in an offense where he's never been the vocal guy. You know, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, uh, Najee Harris, Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he's never been the guy there, but he's always been a, con- a solid contributor. And that's, that's all you need. That yeah. Means. yeah. That's what he would be in Philly. And that's what I think why the Eagles are targeting him, because they're going to say, you know, our offense runs through Devontae and it runs through Dallas. And we also have this really stout running game that we want to keep leaning on. Uh, yeah. just, just catch the ball, please. Yeah. I mean that's what you're gonna ask you got DJ Shark as well, the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver that's in the market. I don't think it's gonna be he's gonna be an eagle because I heard the Raiders are interested as well, and they might actually pay
1: him. What you, uh, but what do you think of the option of uh speaking of running game, getting four net in here?
0: I don't think they're gonna sign a free agent running back ever again. Okay. If they do, it's gonna be like a little Gary Blunt type one year deal. Like Jordan hey. Howard, like you grab this Jordan Howard for one year deal, you grab Legarrett Blunt for a one year deal, uh, with very low money. But That's if, probably if, get paid.
1: You got Fournette for one year, kind of like the Blunt deal. Where you got if, Thunder, if and Thunder and Lightning, Thunder and Lightning, we know you know, <laughs> you know he, he's the heavy hitter, you know, and then you know you got the uh the, the crafty uh running back with Booby, you know.
0: I've been asked that before. That's the reason why I raised that question is do you see the Eagles going after Leonard Fournette? I just don't. Uh I know that there was you know, there's a fake rumor account on, on Twitter, the NFL rumors account that throws uh Crap against the wall in hopes it sticks, and people fall for him all the time. But they right. they also said that the Eagles were interested in Leonard Fournette. I said no way. Um, he's expected to get six million per year. Mm. Um, I think the the Bills would pay him more so than like you know the, a team like the Eagles would because you know Jordan Howard averaged sixty three yards per carry. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, I wish he did average sixty three yards per carry. Sixty three <laughs> yards per game. Yeah, and that's really good. For a guy that you gave the ball like eight touches to, nine touches to, maybe ten at, at most per game, um, yeah. if they can get that out of Jordan Howard, who began the offseason telling you guys, "Well, I thought I was going to retire," <laughs> and then the Eagles offered me money, so I took it. Yeah. But for a guy that to get that type of production out of that kind of guy, I'd go I go into Howard this too. I'm a big that?
1: Jordan Howard fan,
0: but I know, am a Jordan Paul- Howard fan as well. I would I would bring him back before I would you know sign a free agent running back, to be honest with you, because you can get him back for cheap. But uh, I look at this draft, you know, because Miles Sanders is on the last year of his rookie deal. I don't think that he's earned a second contract with his team. I would argue in their, their vision he has not yet either. He would have to have a stellar season this year yeah. to get an in-season extension. Uh, I think it's more likely they go towards the draft, and they draft a guy, you know. There's a lot of running backs in this draft that don't have – the resumes to match their talents and what i mean by that is like damian pierce just throwing it out there the florida running back does not have that much uh carries you know he had he wasn't utilized that much in florida's offense uh that's a guy who can come into the nfl and i think can probably be a a first and second down back uh for years to come because of that uh there's no tread on the tires so Condre white a guy i mocked to the eagles in my mock draft for sports illustrated he was barely utilized at Florida State or South Carolina. Uh, I think that's a guy that you know, they would target as well to be the physical runner, uh, a lot of speed. Uh that's why I just see them going. I go I see them going the draft route, throwing out the running back room. I mean, Kenny Gamewell is a player, guys. I'm yeah. Telling you right now, Kenny Gamewell is gonna be a player for this team. Seven touchdowns after missing a year of football the year prior. Yeah. Uh, they get they have something in there for Kenny Gamewell for sure. He's, I would yes. I would look to add the thunder
1: to his lightning this offseason. Yeah 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 kenny gainwell dude there there's a point last year where i was like line him up as a wide receiver because <laughs> he's got good hands you know you could throw him out there in the uh you know as a wide receiver and you know uh you know throw off the uh the defenses you know if you put two running backs in the backfield he goes out as a wide receiver and does things but i'm a big fan of kenny gainwell uh just seeing the speed he had in the offseason and then coming in the regular season uh <clears throat> only thing i would say is him uh working on uh you know maintaining the ball yes you know uh he see he had a couple you know he had at least one major fumble where it, it you know it shifted the game but as an overall i mean that's going to happen with anybody but you know uh you know utilize him you know uh sanders you say he's on his last uh year of his deal see how that works out probably I agree. I, I don't think we'll see him back, unfortunately. You know, I like him as a player, but you know, there's that durability, the durability standard, you know, of uh, injuries and stuff like that. Too much but,
0: inconsistencies. Like, we do love him. We do love the home run threat Miles Sanders is, but there's just too much inconsistencies to pay a guy. He's gonna have to really step up this year to get a new deal from the Eagles. That's just facts. Yeah. Oh, All heard- Mac. That's a good I mean, that's a good name because, you know, former Indianapolis Colt has experience in Dick Sirianni's offense. Um Probably get him for cheap since he was banged up last year, not utilized by the Colts. Uh, I just don't think they're going to, I don't know. I mean, that would be, a, if if they sign a free agent running back, that's definitely a name they, they would consider because you're going to get him for cheap. But I don't think they're going to sign a free agent running back. I just don't I think they're going to draft a the guy. They they really like Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. They do. They really like He's Kenny like Gainwell. Well, ba- as well. Boston Scott also had seven touchdowns last year. He's a restricted free agent. They can They can tender him. And choose to keep him if if needed, so. But uh, he does have interest among the the market. I'm I'm assuming he might get an offer sheet. I don't know if the Eagles are going to match an offer sheet to Boston Scott, so we might be seeing the end of Boston Scott era in Philadelphia Mm. as well, which would be sad because the Giants could breathe easier. I mean, sleep easier at night facing the Eagles the next day if Boston Scott's not on the roster. (laughs) That's for sure. But I just don't see them going after a free right back. I don't see that being. Being a thing, I think they're going to draft the guy, and hopefully, him and Kenny Gamo can be the future of this running back stable uh, for years to come.
1: But blue, yes, it's been phenomenal. To be back with you, my friend. Oh man, I'm glad to uh, be back on. It's uh, not from a lack of wanting to be on; it's just availability, and uh, the perfect availability came up this week, and I hope to be on uh, in the future. You know, oh, I, you know, I, you absolutely will. I love you know talk, you will. I love talking football you know, people, you know, it's, it's funny. I'm out, you know, when I'm out in the wild, People, you know, love to talk wrestling. I love talking about wrestling, but you know, I grew up a diehard, you know, Philly sports fan. You know, my family was four for four, you know, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, baptized into Philly sports, you know, by my grandparents. So, uh, you know, just to be, be able to have an opportunity to come on here and, uh, talk with you about Philly, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles with, uh, you know a great audience that we have here over at uh unfiltered uh it, it's, it's been a pleasure
0: you're always always welcome to come on here my friend and you know you you know sports we all know that if you follow me on social media your facebook twitter anywhere else listen to his podcast you obviously know
1: sports uh, uh, if, you, if you'd like to follow me i'm on uh all social media at blue meanie BWO. uh twitter instagram facebook uh tiktok which i don't know how to use yet uh <laughs>
0: same here i just made my account i'm trying to figure it out i'm very very you know it's funny i'm a 28 year old that doesn't know how to use tiktok
1: oh, man no I, <laughs> I i hate to you know show my age but yeah it's just i i gotta figure out you know how to be hip how to be cool
0: i'm trying as well yeah we can do it together my friend yes yeah, yeah, sir uh definitely tell I mean, that, you, yeah, Shout up? out the mind of me. yeah i was about to say shout out the mind of meanie podcast because uh you could definitely tell when you do these these guys co-host appearances or when you come on the show that you have that podcast host in you
1: well thankfully um you know i I had experience through you know through pro wrestling you know ecw and then once you work for wwe you're you're ready to tackle the world you know that that's a good uh training ground you know to get you ready for you know to be media savvy as well but yeah every week of the meanie uh you know, it uh, drops every Monday morning at 6 a.m. wherever you get your favorite favorite podcast. That's the sign right there, Mind of the Meanie. Uh, and if, also, if you want to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProSWT's.com slash Blue Meanie. You can get yourself some uh, fine Blue Meanie swag. You got some swag on right now. Uh, well, uh, this isn't mine to sell, but, you know, it's, it's vintage ECW. But uh, if you would like a uh, vintage BWO shirt, which was probably the biggest selling T-shirt in ECW history, uh, I got those over at com slash BlueMeanie. And also I have some, uh, also, I also have Eagles themed shirts. You know, uh, we had a shirt back in ECW that said ECF and Delphia. And I got Phila uh in the Eagles colors, Flyers colors, Phillies colors, uh, and Sixers colors, which I'm probably going to have to get a, another Sixers one since it's blue. And, uh, you know, I think the Sixers are going to, going, going to run. So.
0: Oh, they are. With Harden for sure. And they're going to the finals, I think.
1: And and they're talking about, you know, maybe picking up somebody big in the offseason, you know. Bradley Beal. Yeah, that's the that's the word. I don't know how they pull that off, but then again they they got what they got for Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. and the Wizards kinda of sell low, so we'll see. I mean, it's not hard to
0: treat with the Wizards, but well, that's gonna do it for us guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Blue Meanie will be back this offseason to discuss the Philadelphia Eagles on Eagles Unfiltered, his home. To discuss the Philadelphia Eagles. Blue Me, thank you for taking the time out, a whole hour to come on and talk birds with you, man. I missed you.
1: Uh, it, it, it flew by. And uh, thanks for having me.
0: See you later, guys. Take care.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts